0: What's up, horror fans? Anchor Pete here, and I am with my favorite horror host, Mr. Danny Torquell. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Uh, Can I'm I'm very excited about our uh, talk tonight. Yes, and you've
1: got pants on? I do have pants on, and I got my awesome Cavity Colors Evil Dead 2 shirt, because I, unlike some people, was ready for a Sam Raimi movie.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, unlike Yes, those Gen Zers. That's right. And then uh, Mr. Core's Hair down there from my other channel, Comic Books Transformed. Are you ready to talk about Sam Raimi and Dr. Strangey?
2: I am. And uh, this is basically the best I could do for an Evil Dead shirt. But, you know, nice reading oh, is fine.
0: That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, you know, there is an evil book in Dr. Strange. And we could definitely That's talk true. about that today. That's true. But, it doesn't uh, bite you, though. Yes. Yes. And it kind of gets destroyed kind of easily, too. Spoilers. But anyway, uh, we are here today to talk about uh, the horror that is in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which just came out in theaters. And so there's got to be spoilers for that movie. If you guys have not seen it yet, then please turn this off and come back when you do. But um, guys, the, the thing that's been going around on Twitter and social media is how a lot of people didn't realize how scary Doctor Strange was going to be. And uh, some people thought it was like too much like a horror movie or it was too violent. So do you feel like this movie is significantly different from the rest of the MCU movies?
2: I think so. I, I think it is a bit a little bit darker. It does kind of edge on on horror a little bit more than the others. I think this whole idea for this conversation got started because I was asking you guys about uh, a mutual friend of ours uh, wanted to take her kids to see it who are not really have not really been exposed to horror. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I felt fine. And then still even in retrospect, feel fine taking my six-year-old to see this because of what he's seen. And even though he did tell me that it was too scary and he would not want to watch it again huh. um, anytime soon, um, I, I, I still think that, like, they're, depending on the family, you know, there should be some caution uh, in, in at play here.
0: Okay. What about you, Danny? What do you think? Uh I mean,
1: I can see where there are obviously horror elements in this movie, uh, but, but I also don't think I don't think that there's any shoehorned horror elements in. I think everything that is horror related in Doctor Strange Two is plot based. Mm. Um, I, I think that the Darkhold, uh, you know, even the zombie thing Was uh, we we saw that hinted at in What If, uh, and and obviously What If plays uh, a bunch of roles in it was you know it's Sinister Strange and other characters who I won't mention. So I uh, I don't think it like went out of its way to be extra scary. I think that the plot of the movie allowed for Sam Raimi to kind of play a little bit, um, which is what I think we wanted to see. The three of us and our generation of of MCU fans and and horror movie and Sam Raimi fans, we wanted to see.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So it didn't affect me at all. Um, Charlotte is 11, turning 12, and uh, you guys know she's been watching way scarier stuff. Uh, I I have the parenting win of having the 11 year old who stayed till the end credit scene and then like hysterically laughed while other people were groaning. Because she actually got the Bruce Campbell reference at the end. Uh, because, because my 11-year-old has seen the Evil Dead trilogy. So.
0: Right, right. I mean, here's the thing. My 11-year-old, because I have an 11-year-old girl, and she's not as exposed to horror movies as your daughter is, but she's pretty much seen like Stranger Things, and she's seen uh, The Lost Boys, and she saw Silver Bullet. And I think that if I took her to see this movie, she would not be too scared. I think that she'd be fine. I think she'd probably think it was cooler, than some of the other Marvel movies just because of the horror stuff that's in it. Um, it, it makes me wonder, because the main thing that people are trying to say, I, I kind of wonder where this whole rumor came from. But they're trying to say that, like, Generation Z, like people that are younger than us, were bothered by this movie. And I'm like, don't they play video games all day where they just shoot each other in the head, like, all the time? And there's gore? No, like that's millennials. That's millennials. Okay, okay. <laughs> But I mean, I go through TikTok and stuff. Man, this 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 sounds like an old man talking here. So, so well, no. Like,
2: no. I mean, Z, Charlotte Z plays watches other people play video games on YouTube and Twitch and all that. Well, oh okay. but
1: them. I now I don't know. I've never played this game, but Charlotte plays Among Us, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's like a horror-themed game. Yeah, yeah, right? it,
2: it can be. Yeah, um, I, I'm familiar with it. Brandon plays it sort of, even though he really doesn't know what exactly what, what to do, but. Um yeah, it's like it, it's you're a group of players and one one is like a as like a secret evil player and you have to kill all the others without them finding out. So it, there's there definitely some horror and involved in that.
0: Yeah, and isn't there like um Five Nights at Freddy's, and then there's like uh yep. the neighbor or something like that, or kill my neighbor, whatever the fuck that game is with the neighbor. Oh, um Hello Neighbor. Yeah, 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 There you go. Yeah, it's probably Kill My Neighbor or whatever I say. <laughs> <Put it home. laughs> But I guess my point is... I
2: hope your real neighbors aren't watching.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. But, Mike, meanwhile, I'm filming this in my six-year-old daughter's bedroom, by the way, too. But, (laughs) um, like, I guess to me, it just didn't seem that scary or that disturbing. It might be because I do this channel with Danny and we talk about horror movies all the time, but I just didn't think it was... Scary. I thought it yeah, just. Let, let me clarify my my initial statement. There, I don't personally think it was scary. I think there was one
2: part when one of those uh, demons on Go Mountain popped out. And it got me a little bit. I'll admit that. Yeah. But like, it's not. It's not scary to an adult. I don't think. But I think yeah. when you're looking at this in the lens of someone who has just seen other Marvel movies, it is different and it can be considered scary.
0: Okay, that's a good point. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Hey,
1: so, there is something definitely uh unnerving about uh you know putting your soul into uh, a dead body version of yourself and 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 having to have this you know zombie body of yourself be the hero at the end of the movie yeah while your while your physical body is trapped in another universe that that is that is a little unnerving again like Brian said, I don't think anybody our age was walking out of that going, oh, my God, that was terrifying. I think that maybe our generation's kids uh, might be a little upset uh, because of prior MCU movies and, uh, you know, just a, a different feel, a lot darker tone to a lot of the stuff you saw here.
0: Okay. Well, I think uh, that's a good segue into what we can talk about next, which is, like, what is actually scary in this movie or, like, what would seem different in this movie than other Marvel movies. So, um, Brian and Danny gave me a whole bunch of good examples. Um, Brian was talking about, like, the, the creatures in it just alone. Like, you said that one creature that, that was in Wonder Gore Mountain, There's like, four of them. And you yep. said that that was the one time a jump-scare got you in the movie, right, Brian? Yeah, a
2: little bit, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not too... To, uh I, mean, I can admit it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it too. Like, I wasn't expecting there to be anything on that mountain, so like, it was all shadow, and then all of a sudden, those red eyes were right there, and that creature was there. I was like, oh shit, I, I think I jumped too. um But then there's other creatures too. There's Gargantus, and you were saying that's essentially like tentacle horror, right there, right?
1: Yeah,
0: I i think that's
2: a valid branch of uh, you know that kind of um um oh my god, I can't think of the word. Uh, like giant monster horror? No, Kaiju. like Cthulhu and all that stuff. Oh, um, Lovecraftian no, horror? Love horror, yeah. I, I think that's that's got and elements into that. Especially that first creature you see in the very opening scenes. More so yeah. than Gargantos.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. and they never Is Gargantos said- the name of the octopus?
2: Yeah, it's not Shumagorath. They couldn't get the name of Shumagorath, but it looks exactly like it.
1: Okay, that's what I... So uh, it's right. actually
2: like a Submariner villain. Like, really obscure. But they couldn't because it's... Um, Technically, Shuma Gorath was from Conan. Right. So they, they they don't have the rights to use that.
0: Right, and, I, and I've probably said this in like a previous video, but like Conan stuff, a lot of times can be connected to Lovecraft because uh, Howard, the what's his first name? I don't know. The guy Robert made and the Conan. His, his first, his last name's Howard. Um, he uh, was friends with Lovecraft, and so like their stories are kind of overlap with each other. There's, like, a lot of Lovecraft stuff in Conan stories. Is it Robert E. Howard? Robert E. Howard. Thank you so much. Jesus. I'm so lucky I have you guys on there. But, um, you know, so so there's there's crazy creatures in this movie. But I think that the main horror comes from the villain. comes from Wanda. And, boy, do they, like, lean into the idea that she's the Scarlet Witch. Right? Like, Brian, in the comics, she's been um, possessed by Cthone who's like yes. the creature that they made the dark hold from. Like, that was the creator of the dark Darkhold, right? And that's like C'thun is like Cthulhu, right? She's been possessed by that before in the comics. But otherwise, they don't really make Wanda like a creepy witch character. They make her more like just an overpowered reality kind of warper. So, like, we don't I really wanna, see... Her. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. I just wanted to point out that
2: from the initial trailers i thought that that was the route they were going to go i thought that like Cathan was going to be possessing her as a quasi villain and that that different doctor strange that ended up being the zombie doctor strange that was you know good was going to be the actual villain somehow so totally threw me for a loop in that movie i just wanted to admit that as well
0: yeah yeah and braun and, and i actually talked about this on comic books transformed when we uh, reviewed it, and Danny Cameron came in at the end, but we kind of talked about how, like, we were not expecting Wanda to be the antagonist. And I said in that review, you guys can check it out on that channel, I said how, like, um, that made the movie, like, so much better. And I think that, like, really leaning into the scary witch aspect, that's what really sells the movie. If I watch yeah. the movie another time, it's because of that aspect. You're gonna I, that I just
1: want to I just wanna mention before, because it, it feeding off of what you just said, My biggest complaint about every MCU movie after the original Avengers in 2012 has been in the standalone movies, why don't they just call the Avengers? And I love that Doctor Strange in this movie, he has a problem. So the first thing he does is he goes to who he knows is the most powerful Avenger out there for help. And oh shit, that powerful Avenger is the the villain. And and to me, I just I love that little quirk of like, he knows I'm not going to bother with the Hulk or, uh, you know, Hawkeye. I'm going to go to the Scarlet Witch and I'm going to or, you know, the most powerful uh, being around. And like, there's no time afterwards for him to go to the other Avengers. Like the plot just kicks in from that moment. But yeah, yeah, like Wanda in this movie that for me. The scariest moment in this movie, and I've seen the movie twice now, and I get chills both times, is when she begins the dream walk. And uh, what is it? 838 is the other universe? Yeah. 838 Wanda is walking around in the kitchen, and she senses something. And she walks past a photo, a, a photograph in a frame, and the photo fo- and Wanda in the frame starts to move and stare at her back. And then she looks at the coffee mug, and it's like waves. Yeah. And then like she turns, and like you just see the camera hide behind the stairs. And then that, twist. yeah, that sequence is that is perfect, like haunted house horror. Yeah. In the middle of this like, uh, MCU superhero action movie. Yeah. That scene, to me, was... That was the one scene I got, like, legitimate chills at.
0: Yeah. That scene reminds me of Drag Me to Hell, right? Because isn't there a scene where the main girl, she's in her kitchen, and that Lamia creature kind of shows up by the window? It kind of reminded me of that. And, like, the shadow on the floor keeps growing. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, it's Sam Raimi, so, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, I, I actually... That's my favorite kind of scary scene in the movie too is that sequence I, I love the like kind of like it's like a little ocean in her cup i love that so much yeah um brian what's another kind of wanda scene that you really like um i i think just just prior to
2: that when she's um attacking kamrataj and more so when uh, you know after the you know uh, she breaks through the shield and it's everybody's kind of either dead or knocked down and it's just the three main characters with Doctor Strange, Wong, and America Chavez kind of trying to hide and escape from her, and they're trying to trap her, but they're running away. It, that was very much like a, a you know a serial killer hunting you know the the, the main characters down. Uh, and then the, the scenes where she, she goes to the mirror and she's looking at the mirror, and then she pull, when she finally pulls herself out, looked very much like the ring or something yes. from the ring. It was very yes. you know, jarred it, movement. Uh, that got uh, me.
1: I'll tell you what that reminded me of. That reminded me of the scene in It Chapter One where Pennywise comes out of like the box in the Kniebold Street house and he's all contortioned and he, at, with every step because she comes out of that and she's like sliced up a little bit from going through the, the glass or the, the gong or whatever it is. Yeah. And she like contorts back together in like a very Pennywise way. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's- Go Wanda ahead. was
0: so good in it. Like I, I love Elizabeth Olsen in this movie. I, I... Yeah, um, you know it's it's funny because like it is such a great reference. It, like they definitely draw from it. it it's kind of interesting, right? Because you know we're talking about Sam Raimi movies. We're talking about other sources of horror. If you look at the elements themselves, and you don't think this is based on a Marvel comic, you have like a book, an evil book that plays a big part in this movie, which is just like the Necronomicon, and evil dead, right? And then you have like essentially spirits taking over people which that's an evil dead too and tons of other movies like you know the conjuring the exorcist it's just it's all put within this sort of comic book context and i think that my favorite kind of thing is when you have the blurring of the genres to where it's like oh well, this is kind of 50 percent horror this is 50 percent comic book right and um it's interesting when you take a horror director and you make them direct something that's not horror so like obviously my two examples I think of right off the top of my head are uh like Guillermo del Toro and um uh fucking hell wow Peter Jackson right Peter Jackson's early career is horror then he makes Lord of the Rings and th- there's truly scary moments in all three Lord of the Rings movies would you guys agree yeah yeah like the ring rates I think are scary uh you know there's like kind of creepy orc shit in the movies the spider's scary right uh guillermo del toro he did blade 2 which you know that's a comic book character it's a marvel character and there's genuinely scary things in blade 2 and then with these mcu movies i think the only two times they've had horror directors are with the doctor strange movies right because you had uh scott derrickson do the first one and he did you know uh uh Exorcism of Emily Rose, and he did um, Sinister. Sinister. Right, thank you. And then, um, and then, then you have Sam Raimi with this one, right? There hasn't been any other horror directors, right? I mean, I, obviously, unless we're counting Raimi again
1: doing the the Spider Man trilogy, where where and where like he started like comic book movies as like a a, a thing that could be successful
0: money making movies. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, so it's really only oh, been these wait,
2: two. wait. Would you count Joss Whedon and Cabin in the Woods?
0: And he does yes. Buffy. It, and Buffy. Okay, did. but Joss Whedon did not direct Cabin in the Woods, though. Oh, he did was that really was Drew Goddard, Goddard wasn't it. it? Who? It was Drew Goddard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Drew Goddard, oh. But I mean, Buffy yeah. is
0: an entirely
1: horror story.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was thinking for the MCU, for the most part, the directors tend to be like, comedy directors, right? Like, the guys that, um, the Russo brothers actually were from, like, community, right? Before yep. they did MCU movies. Yep. Well, one one guy, I, I think I
1: mentioned this in our group chat, John Watts, that's the guy's name who did the Spider-Man movies, right? John Watts? Yeah. yeah. He did a really freaking scary, low-budget horror movie called Clown, Oh. Uh, be- He had only done, I think, two or three movies before he got Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Brian's going to tell us how stupid I'm- we are. James Gunn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew we were going to get told how stupid we are. Yeah. Oh. So oh. isn't it funny, though, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange are, no pun intended, probably the most out-there concepts in the yes. MCU. Yes. Like an outer space group of... Uh, like, you know, just create, like, Motley Crew brought together, uh, and then Doctor Strange and the Mystic Arts and all of the, you know, astral projection and all of these, you know, uh, other realms and the Darkhold and evil books, and it just feels like those would feel like the perfect worlds for horror directors to go, where you can have, you can just pull a crazy monster like the octopus monster from Doctor Strange and uh, some of the creatures that you see on like nowhere in, in the guardians of the galaxy movies, it just feels like
0: those that that's like perfect casting for those directors. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's interesting, right? Cause the biggest Marvel movie, or at least one of the biggest Marvel movies is infinity war. And when I think about that movie, I always think like, that's maybe my favorite doctor strange appearance is in that movie. And even though it's directed by these um, comedy guys initially, the Russo brothers, like, I think the shining parts of Infinity War are is the Guardian stuff and the Doctor Strange stuff. And, like, that's the weird kind of horror filmmaker guys that establish those worlds, those characters on film. And so I, it, there's something to it, man. I think that people want more from their comic book movie. And I think horror is a good genre to kind of draw from. You know. So, with, with that being said, uh, what are some other MCU moments that you guys like that aren't just in Doctor Strange that are kind of scary? I mean, I I mentioned it right before we went on. Like you you you
1: brought up Infinity War. Uh, I mean, I know it's it's it's. You know, depending on your definition of horror, the idea of watching all of your favorite superheroes like fade into dust after the snap uh especially uh spider-man and the way he like in almost in tears goes out in in tony's arms yeah that it, it's both sad but it's also horrific uh in a way um
0: that that was one of the first ones that i went to
1: yeah,
0: yeah. That's a really good point because, like, with horror movies, like, if this, if that was just a moment in a horror movie, just a straight up horror movie, none of that cosmic shit, and someone just disappeared like that into dust, it'd be, it would be like a gut punch. It would, it would hurt even more because you wouldn't be thinking, oh well, it's superheroes, they'll probably come back. it just be, like, holy shit, that person just fucking turned to dust, you know? And, yeah, um, but it
2: was. I feel like most movies would do it. It would be like one person or one character, but this was like character after character after character like most of them really
1: yeah 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 i remember people in the movie theater when black panther got dusted like screaming at the screen like yeah. they couldn't believe what they were like no what the no
0: yeah like,
1: like legitimate like part anger part like i can't believe what i'm watching and like that horror and its elements like draws out your emotions so if you're screaming at the screen at a character death, chances are it's pretty horrific
0: yeah yeah and um, you know with that whole dust sequence too did you know that they were actually not going to have that at the end of Infinity War Infinity War was going to literally end with Thanos snapping and then it was going to go to credits I-, I think that's probably the best decision they ever made was to have that part be on the end there
2: oh yeah definitely
0: you know yeah,
2: yeah, uh, what I, else you got? got the, for, the, right. snap, the snap would have been ambiguous to, to a more casual fan, I think, so they definitely needed to show that effect.
0: Yeah, yeah, I uh, mean, yeah,
1: good. I, 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 not to get too far away from Doctor Strange, we, we didn't even mention Wanda outright murdering the Illuminati oh, while, while her face is covered in blood, and I mentioned that she comes out of the gong contortionist style which reminded me of it but I got total carry vibes oh, yeah. from her in that scene where especially just her her powers are very Carrie-esque she yes she has like the red like blast she could blast with the red energy but she also can just turn her head and the the whole like what mouth and then black bolt's head exploding and yeah that that gave me total carry vibes and felt like another like like straight out of a horror movie scene.
0: yeah I also
2: really like the um, the professor X scene too um, because oh. it, it looks like he's in like the, his little like mindscape thing and she shows that she's even like hey I, he, he can't even stop me here you know
0: yeah yeah even like um, in that sequence there's the rubble and the regular Wanda or the Wanda from that dimension is in the rubble. And it's a jump scare there too, right? Because she kind of like reach out to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, do you know why Black Bolt's head blew up like that?
1: Uh, I well, they said that his voice is what gives him his power. So if he can't project his voice, I'm assuming it needed a place to go, and it went out the back of his head.
0: That's right. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, will, I
1: will admit though, my my lack of comics knowledge. The the first time I saw it, I thought that was her just blowing his brain out uh it the second time i saw it i figured it out and i I had already watched like some behind the scenes stuff i was like oh that makes a lot more sense okay right
0: um also with that slaughter scene just like killing mr fantastic you know i watched um a review of this on uh mr sunday movies which i love it's like my favorite youtube channel and they were saying how mr fantastic wasn't really that smart in this movie like he just kind of goes up to wanda and he's like hey i have kids you know and then She's like, good, then they will have at least a mother or something, right? And, like, she turns him into spaghetti, essentially, and then just makes his head pop. And I mean, that was fucking disturbing as hell, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't
1: know what they expected Mr. Fantastic to do. His big plan was to have Black Bolt talk to her to death. And that plan kind of went out the window right away. So I don't know what genius plan he was supposed to come up with in that, like,
0: 30 seconds afterwards, but... Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, she just slaughtered them all. And and, and even her chasing them through those corridors. I think you mentioned this before, Brian, but that felt like the most like a horror movie with just like the killer coming. Like when they, you know, they go from like where the Illuminati is to like that doorway that took them to that kind of parallel dimension. That whole sequence was real scary too. Yeah. Totally agree. So uh, what else you got for like MCU scary moments?
2: Um. So, before we talk about that, we would mention, if any more, I think, um, you know, just watching Thanos rip the mindset out of Vision's head comes to mind. Oh, yes,
0: yes. Kind of being a little little on the gruesome side, uh, and maybe a little horror-related. Yes. Uh, When Corvus uh, Glaive is trying to take out Vision's uh, stone, that's pretty bad, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, early in the movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, I mean, to me, um, you know, the What If Show. Uh, You know, we had the whole episode with Marvel Zombies. Yeah, and you know the the episode with, with Sinister Strange, which was one of the better episodes in the show, which I initially didn't like for some reason I don't know why, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it, like it shows him getting involved in all the the, the dark arts and and uh, you know going further and further and down that hole with more of that Lovecraftian horror, and uh, I mean, are, are, were they implying that that this the Sinister Strange and this was the exact same one in the What If episode?
0: I don't or, think they right? are. Okay. No. yeah. But, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, I, I guess the What If show was not really, like, people didn't watch that show. Because I think that that zombie episode that you just mentioned, to me, that's the most drastic change in tone from another MCU show or, or movie that I've ever seen. You know, where, like, there's zombies and they're eating each other. And, like, at one point, like, you know, the wasp becomes full size and blows up Shannon Carter or Sharon Carter, you know, like... That was truly horrific, and just you didn't really see people talking about it,
2: you know. Yeah, and th- but they also in that they they tried like I I would have loved to have seen that they would have taken away the humor. Yeah, yeah. Like there was one um there, w- there was one scene on the train where uh yeah yeah wasp blows up zombies hit Sharon Carter right right she's just like ew I have wasp bomb me or something like they didn't do that like imagine how much more horrific that would be
0: right right right. Yeah, they threw in all the jokes, but like there's sequences where like hordes of zombies take down giant wasp and like, you know, uh, you know, a lot of beloved characters get taken out. And and there's actually a scary Wanda in that too. There's a zombie Wanda too.
2: Yeah, so. zombie Wanda in that. There's um and there's also, you know, you have Black Panther with missing limbs. Uh, you yeah. have you have a bodiless Ant-Man which are all callbacks to the, the Marvel Zombies comics as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you get some body horror in there, too.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'm just surprised. I guess, like, a lot of people don't watch that show, but I, I think I, I enjoyed it. I might be higher than some of the other shows.
2: You know, I, I've actually found that the, the more I talk to people about the the MCU shows, the more people I find that have not watched anything beyond WandaVision. Right. Uh, or or they, they start the shows, they don't like it after an episode, and
1: they just don't finish it. To me, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I have to finish it. I have to find out what's next. I think, I think that... It... So I've not been the biggest fan of a few of the Marvel shows. I've, I've, I I've, honestly, despite the fact that I actually collected the comics when I was younger, I didn't like What If at all. Uh, and I just kind of powered through it. Uh, and I rewatched the Doctor Strange episode just because I, I kind of figured I'd need to uh, for Doctor Strange 2. But I, I think it also has to do with the idea that we're uh, Netflix has made us so used to streaming that the idea of like maybe if you don't like an episode to then have to wait a week and come back to a show that you didn't like.
0: Um,
1: Whereas if you watch a 40, 50 minute show and you don't particularly love it, but then if you accidentally leave the credits on for three seconds and the next episode starts, (laughs) you're (laughs) a lot more likely to watch it. Uh, I know, I know a lot of people who refuse to watch the MCU shows until they're done and then binge them straight through. Like I have a friend from work who literally just finished one Moon Knight because he was waiting for the six episodes to, to finish up and he didn't want to watch them one at a time.
0: And was then he was disappointed Hulk? after he binged that. Was so you know, Brian and Knight... I... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Was your friend the Hulk? No. Nah. <laughs> nah. Sorry. Bad Uh-oh. Deal. We got a comment here, guys. Dr. Cringe... Okay. All right, cool. Thanks. Bye for, um, anyway, uh, I was gonna say though, that Brian and I kind of have a different motto or mindset when it comes to these shows, these streaming shows, because we actually like the week in between, you know, because a lot of times we do live reviews of things when they come out right, right away. But, um, also we feel like that kind of builds up the discourse about a show and stuff. Like when you binge something, you see it and then it's gone, you know, no one's talking about it within like two weeks, but, um, What I was going to say was that there's still actually more stuff in the MCU that we haven't even covered that's scary. And it's kind of funny because it's it's Spider-Man centered too, right? Because you guys mentioned this one scene I totally forgot about, the Mysterio scene in, uh, what do you call it, Spider-Man Far From (laughs) Home, right? Yeah. I mean, that has Um, the kind of zombie in it, right? Yeah, yeah. You see, uh,
2: Mysterio is trying to trick Peter, and he shows uh, some of his biggest fears, and one of which was uh, a zombie Tony Stark rising from the grave.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But I think yeah, I, actually... um, I think the the scariest Spider-Man scene in the MCU probably is a different kind of horror to me, and um, that's the scene with um, Michael Keaton talking to uh, Peter in the back of the car on the way to the the, the dance or the prom or whatever the hell it was. Homecoming. Homecoming. Oh, I oh my God. Duh.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, like that, uh, I can't think of what movie it, it kind of uh, inferred, but like it, it, it felt, you know, very threatening and very dark and uh, something I wasn't expecting to come out of that movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that sort of that, uh, like kind of Javier Bardem and No Country for Old Men kind of like, this is just a regular man, but the way he's talking is very scary um michael keaton actually played like a like a sociopath in this one movie from the 80s i can't remember the fucking name Pacific heights yes 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 that's exactly it yeah where he was like a real kind of scary guy in that and then he was also in this movie with andy garcia uh i think it was called like dangerous something and he was like a serial killer in that but that was horrible too and you know that one danny so that's good (laughs) so um with that being said, you know, I think those are kind of the, the main scary moments in the MCU, but I think that you can even go further with other Marvel movies and horror. And I think actually the scariest horror moment in a Marvel movie is in Spider-Man 2 with Dr. Octopus. Do you guys agree with that or what? Yeah, that the hospital sad. scene
2: also directed by Sam Raimi, of course. And you see those kind of still, those very distinct camera uh, motions and shots that you would see in another Raimi movies. Uh, yeah, when he first um, gets the when, when the the arms first take over and they just slaughter everybody in the hospital room. You see the blood splatter on the wall and you hear yeah. some screams. Yeah. There's statues actually
1: statues. Th- there's <laughs> also an Evil Dead reference in that scene where the one doctor is pinned up against the wall and he's reaching over for the chainsaw and he gets the chainsaw and as he gets the chainsaw to like try to saw the robot arm off, the other ones just like turn and stare at him and then like lunge at him and it's like one of those like evil dead shots where you just see like the and that's it and like the camera goes black um yeah yeah, that that's a great scene i i even i even would throw in um some of the goblin stuff in the original spider-man yes yes i mean i know oh i i'll defend the costume forever i i loved i i loved most of I think that that, that costume is better for a movie than like purple face, uh, you know, comics, uh, green goblin, but like the way the mask looked, uh, and just the freaking way Willem Dafoe acts. And, you know, even like the scenes where he's talking to himself in the mirror and he has the split personality of, you know, goblin versus, uh, Norman Osborn, that stuff is, is great. And then he brought that back in, uh, in, in No Way
0: Home. Yeah. There's um a couple of legitimate jump scares with the Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man movie. There's when he gets the uh, goblin formula and he's like on the table and you think he like had a, like a heart attack or something and then he wakes up. That's kind of scary. And then um, there's a part where he's pretending to be like an old woman in the apartment that's on fire. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, we got another comment from Bifer right here. It is... The scariest moment is when Tony was dying in a cave in Iron Man Two. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah, Yeah. I
1: mean, that's that that kind of goes with the Michael Keaton scene where it's like these real world scary, like real world tense. Like, there's nothing fun, and there's nothing. There's no way to bring humor into a scene where you're captured by terrorists and you're like in a cave and you're forced to build nuclear weapons for you know it just so happens that he happens to be Tony Stark and he's able to build an iron man suit. But yeah, like there, there, there's definitely, I, I thought about that when you mentioned uh, the Keaton speech in uh, homecoming, cause it was like, there, there's moments where they're, they're not really horror, but they're just like super tense. Moments. Yeah. And I think,
2: I think it's important to make it a distinction too. It's like, you know, we, we've really been talking about more supernatural horror in this, this whole discussion here. But, you know, something like that is like a real world horror, like you just said. Um, and, you know, those are totally different worlds, but I think, you know, they're absolutely still just as valid because, you know, they could actually happen.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. there's the, the all-time scariest moment in the MCU is uh, Mickey Rourke's accent in Iron Man 2. Oh, <laughs> man. He means his beard. I to to get I don't I don't know if you and I I I'm not trying to jump to ahead, but I just I just like we started this by talking about like like this seemingly there's the, this weird complaint about Doctor Strange too being too scary, and I just like I keep thinking about like being. A kid and seeing Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Mm. A movie that like helped create the PG 13 rating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, and then I think about the movies that came out before that that were rated PG. Yeah. Jaws was rated PG. Right. Um
2: poltergeist.
1: Poltergeist this yes. Bremlins. Poltergeist was rated PG. Um
2: yeah. that was uh, one of my Raiders of Ark. lost
1: Ark. Dude, Poltergeist. Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, ends with uh, the, the guy's faces melting off. And, and that was a PG movie. It's, and, and like, I just, I, 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 it really, it really baffles me that there's like a seemingly like a group of angry parents that are like, you, you messed up my children with your scary comic book movie. And,
2: well, I think it's about expectations. I think, like, back then, there there literally wasn't a classification for it. They changed it to, to, to make these standards, and they made it PG-13, meaning that, like, parental guidance is suggested up to the age of 13. And I believe, you know, all the people that are taking their kids to see this they might be complaining about it, their kids are probably way less than 13. Mm-hmm. So they probably shouldn't be taking to these movies anyway, according to the ratings, but we just do anyway, because it's like we think in our heads, oh, it's a superhero. How bad could it be? You know? right. but there are a lot of other uh, themes besides horror that, are, you know, they're m- much more adult oriented that kids maybe shouldn't be seeing, but we just do it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it could be
2: Superman three. Oh, yeah. No, Danny. What a, I, I'll never forget that. I, I saw that when I was a kid. I will never forget it. I saw I it on remember TV. TV. They showed that on TV.
1: I was yeah. just going to say, I never saw Superman three in the movie theater. I saw it in my grandmother's living room. And I remember running out of the room because of that uh,
0: scene at the end. Oh. Yes. If, if I had about 30 cents for every time I saw a tweet from Danny that either referenced that scene in Superman 3, talks about how Jaws is his favorite movie, or says how he, he likes the Omen better than the Exorcist, I would like... That's ability. pretty much my entire
1: uh, <laughs> Twitter. My I, I, I talk about uh, pro wrestling. I advertise this, the videos that we make on the Lassercast. And... Uh, I talk about uh, my
0: w- weird horror opinions. So yes. Th- that's pretty much it. Uh,
1: aside yes. from that.
0: But the thing is, every time that you talk about that fear of Superman 3, I 100% understand. That is a truly chilling moment. And it's like just frozen in my mind forever because of that. And it's interesting because y- you guys were just talking about how, well, where's where are the parents? Why are the parents upset about this? And I think it's because there's the established idea of like what a Marvel movie is. There's prior ideas. Like you referenced before, Poltergeist, Raiders of the Lost Ark, essentially those are the first types of that particular type of movie. So you could get away with the idea of like, well, what did you expect from this? However, with the MCU movie, there is an expectation of how scary it's going to be. you know. And with Superman, it's kind of funny because I don't remember hearing people complain about that or it's never referenced about how much outrage that, scary robot is in superman 3 but yet that's i think that's fucking scarier than anything in multiverse of madness
2: yeah oh i mean there wasn't the internet back then so i mean you know
0: yeah wasn't as easy to get together
2: and complain or, or or highlight a single complaint and blow it up like like the whole world is saying it you know
0: yeah 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 so uh, I guess like, as we kind of like wrap this up, and also, guys, by the way, if you like this interview with uh, Brian and Danny I'm here, Danny's always putting out content on the LasterCast. If you haven't liked and subscribed, please do, because Danny is a very insightful guy and makes awesome videos. And then Brian and I actually have a video coming out tonight where we're going to be talking about Young Justice, uh, Phantoms, episode 22, and we are also going to be ranking all the MCU movies. So check that out. But um, before we wrap this all up, You guys want to just kind of throw out some of your favorite gateway horror moments from when you were kids? Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, the gateway horror are really the the moments that scare me the most as a child. So I would say, you know, I mentioned the poltergeist before, so the entirety of poltergeist. And then the three scariest moments of my childhood in movie form were Superman 3, um, the werewolf in the thriller video, and Large Marge.
0: (laughs) That is a classic. That's a fucking classic. Uh,
1: I, I mean, I'm not, I, I promise I won't mention Jaws, but I wrote down, um, uh, in Temple of Doom, uh, I, I hated, I, I still, I'm 40 years old. I hate bugs. Uh, the scene with Willie having to like reach her hand into the bugs and then, you know, the, the heart ripping out and, and everything. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff in, uh, in, in, uh, Temple of Doom that got me, uh, E.T. scared the hell out of me yes. when I was a kid. Yes. E- E.T. was terrifying. Like family movie, my ass. That, that movie was definitely the scariest, uh, science fiction alien movie of 1982. Oh wait, no, the <laughs> thing. Um, I mean, I put, uh, I saw it when I was eight years old that came on TV in, in 1990 and it, it broke me for like months after I had to sleep with the light on. I hated clowns to begin with. Uh, you know, Brian mentioned Superman three uh, poltergeist. Definitely. Um, it, you know, silver bullet uh, was another one. I know you mentioned that cause you watched it with pepper. Wow. Uh, it didn't necessarily scare me, but it was like one of those, like one of the first times I remember seeing something that had Stephen King's name attached to it.
0: Wow.
1: Um, so there was that, you know, but, like, even, like, the movies that weren't horror movies were, like, like the Monster Squad is, it was a movie that had monsters in it. Uh, but it's, like, treated as, like, a teenage comedy. Like, in the way that, like, Stranger Things is. Um, and the, the Goonies, even, has a bunch of scary moments throughout. You know, mm-hmm. they, they find all the, the, the skeletons. There's a bunch of jump scares as they're going through the underground. Uh, the Fratelli family... <laughs> the, the the dead
0: body in the freezer. There, there, there were some scary
1: moments in the Goonies, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. The points you guys make are really awesome. You kind of ne- name some of the ones I would name. Uh four actually threw in some as well. Uh Poltergeist really messed m- me up for life until this day. Oh god. Then they said Evil Dead trilogy, Robocop, and the Shining. So Evil Dead obviously is just straight up horror. It's not even like Gateway horror, right? And The Shining is horror. But RoboCop is a great example because there's some horrific stuff in RoboCop, even though it's like this sci-fi kind of dystopian future. Uh, Monkey Brains, I I think Uh, that was in reference to your... uh, Yeah, Temple of Dune, that
1: was another thing. Like The the whole dinner
0: sequence. Yeah. I, I
2: I had to... The only Indiana Jones movie I owned was Temple of Dune on VHS, and I watched the movie hundreds of times, and I remember way more of that than either of the other two.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's
1: funny. Um, one my sister, uh, my sister ran out of the room screaming at the end of Last Crusade when uh he yeah, drinks God. from the wrong cup. That scene when I was when I was a kid, that movie like that scene creeped me out a little bit. But my sister, the first time she saw it, was like whew, get like running out of the room. Yeah that and my sister couldn't handle just the music to the X-Files.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I can understand that. That's really good music. And even like the opening credits for the X-Files are pretty scary too. Um, So for me, just to kind of add to your amazing list that you guys have made, um, I mean, a lot of them I would agree with. I don't think you guys mentioned Ghostbusters though, right? Oh yeah, of course. Right, right, right. So Ghostbusters, obviously there's, everyone knows what I'm talking about there, especially the librarian in the very beginning. Um, And then another example I think of always is uh, Christopher Lloyd's Judge Doom and Roger Rabbit. Of right. course. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: That great. That's a great shout out. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 So uh that pretty much wraps up our little discussion. This is kind of like the usual amount of time we usually talk on the Lastercast. Danny, what do we have coming up in the next couple of weeks? Um uh, uh, <laughs> I can tell you I,
1: Yeah, I can tell you what um I have just put up on the channel. I know that uh oh uh Stranger Things is coming back Boom. and I know that we're going to be doing um, uh, some some reviews of the new season when it comes out uh, at the end of May. Charlotte and I just did a season three review and recap. Um, I just did a review of the OG 1984 Firestarter, which yeah. I watched the other day because they're coming out with a remake uh, tonight. It comes out officially tomorrow, mm. uh, which I'm going to try to see uh, before this wedding I have to go to on Saturday. So, Stranger Things... Uh, Uh, I know we want to do some uh, book reviews coming up. Uh,
0: I I have coming up. um, I met Brian Asman uh, when I went to the ghoulish book festival and I've watched his movie uh, haunting in Ravenwood. And I also am going to do a review of his book, man, fuck this house. I'm going to put them together in one review. Then we're hoping to get him on the channel to talk to him. And then, uh, yeah, we have some other like potential interviews and stuff with horror writers coming up too. But, yeah, Danny also does a review of this HBO uh, Max show called – Oh, The Baby. Baby. Yes, yes, yes. Great show. Yeah, yeah. But then, like I said before, me and Brian, we cover comic book movies and and TV shows on our other channel, Comic Books Transformed. If you liked us today, come check us out tonight at 9.15 Central Time. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for today. So we'll talk to you guys all soon. Danny, Brian, thank you so much. See you guys later.
1: All right.